Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Tufty Club. Uh, I'm Dead Bat, joined by uh, my usual co-host, uh, Mark. Hello, co-host. That makes me seem in some way less, I think, but I'll go with it. And uh, back by special special demand uh, by uh, well, is uh, Andrew. Hello, guys. You're right. <laughs> 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 you've been uh, you've been incredibly busy since uh, you last uh, joined us on the, the Tufty Club. Uh, give, give the listeners a feel for the sort of things you've been up to. Yeah, I've moved house and had a baby, so it's been quite quite busy. I just need a divorce now, and we're we're all right, aren't we? For levels of stress, but I, d- I decided to come back because I, you know, I thought you two were getting a bit ahead of yourself. Uh, <laughs> on a few pods, you know, I think dead back, you you know, Mark, I don't think you're holding him to account as much as you should have done on some of the comments he's made. Sorry, Adolfo. No, it's fine. It's good to but have yeah. you back. Um, it appears that you've got an incredibly uh, luxurious kitchen in your new uh, new new. <laughs> Very footballer's wives. He's just said he's given birth as well, so is he the footballer's wife? It is. I'm on my own though tonight because my wife and kids are in Wales. Because we've got loads of painters and decorators in, so I'm on my own eating butterscotch drops from Little. They look like woodbines. I don't know. But oh yeah, they look nice. Rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. Oh, oh, the Werthers, aren't they? The Werthers rip off. They're a rip off. Yeah, they're yeah. beautiful though. With a twisted knots American IPA Little. Very nice. nice. I think I've had that, but I've got a crosspool ale makers straight out of crosspool. Nice. Oh, wow. As you can see, it's got. Uh... <coughs> there that you is, go, the that's nice. I've, yeah. I've just gone there. I've got a Brewdog Punk IPA, which I read this week. Uh, someone described are the weather spoons of IPAs, which I think is a little harsh because it is. I understand what they're saying. It's got, it's got popular, hasn't it? So it's frowned upon, but um, it's a big can. And I can't manage more than two cans anymore. So I thought if I go one big can, which is sort of in between, I might be all right. So. I've just realised on the uh, NWA characters on the can, it's got blades as well. I don't know if you can see that on his cap. Has it? Yeah, look. So it has. Where did you get, where did you get that from? Because I like that. Uh, I got it from Two Thirds. and They, they were, it's obviously cross-pool ale maker size, but Two Thirds, uh, an excellent... Uh, New establishment or fairly new on uh, Abbeydale Road that are doing some some great work. Shout out to those uh, guys! And if you've got any free beer, <laughs> so, well, I've still never been, but I just see, I just see, it. it's very anti-Yorkshire, isn't it? Two thirds because we've always complained about these these ale places that rip you off by charging for a pint but serving it in a schooner or whatever they call it, which which all it is is less than a pint. So you can get half pints and pints, but it gives you an option if you want to. But they're marketing themselves as we're not going to give you a full measure. We're giving you two thirds and you're going to like it. I I think it's anti-Yorkshire personally. I I want to need value for money, which is why I'm on my Weatherspoons IPA. Preferred it when you were a cake shop. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I I went in pretty bad. He's he's blown any chance we've got of a a sponsorship deal now. No, I, I've been. It's, it's a great place and good on them. It's, uh, I think you said, a good addition to the Abbeydale Road Mile 
whatever they're going to call it. Some it's, good places around there. It's not, it's not a mile, though, is it? It's like they're all bunched <laughs> together, then it's probably a mile to the next one. <laughs> well, I don't know where it ends. Wagon and horses in Mel. In, where does uh, anything yeah. end, Andrew? Where does anything end? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So uh, our um, podcast friends, uh, Sheffield United podcast, they've all kind of been uh, bashing out uh, different uh, podcasts, end of season reviews, summaries. And so we 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 thought we'd basically just copy them uh, and do something quite quite similar. Uh, we're going to discuss the season and talk about players, talk about the new manager, talk about some of the predictions we did at the start of the season, and basically just repeat everything that everyone else has done. So uh, if you've already listened to those pods, you're probably not going to listen to this one. But if you are, thank you. Yeah, it's a bit of an about turn, isn't it? We're normally bursting on stuff because we normally do the snap reactions and things like that, but we just couldn't be asked, could we? We thought we've put the work in through the season and then we've just sort of, we've took the foot off the gas, as, as the Americans say. But I think Andy Back's been, you know, it's revitalised us. I, I don't know how we're going to do this because we've, in best Tufty Club fashion, we've not actually discussed a plan for this, talked about how we're going to do it. I know, like, <laughs> place problems, like buzzers and klaxons to signal when they stop talking about people. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to be that sophisticated. I can't, I'll be honest, I can't even remember the season, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see how we get on tonight, but I'll try my best. It's going to be good. It's all the builders you've had in this week, isn't it? Your yeah. mind's gone. Get wife out, get these men in. And he's, he just it's been a blur, hasn't it? It's been a blur. Men in overalls. A wonderful week. And at work. <laughs> yeah. Good band. Name it, name it a song other than uh, Down Under. I don't know, but, you know, you remember that MTV advert? They used to do, like, 60 songs on a disc or something. Men at Work was always one. <laughs> ZZ Top was another. And then it went to... Give me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Vienna, yeah. Vienna Boy. Vienna Boy. Ultravox, yeah. Ultravox, yeah. Should we, should we start with a discussion about... We did a bit of a pre-season pod, but again, in true Tufty Club fashion, we didn't finish it. Uh, we were halfway through and I think Andy said, got to go, lads, disappeared. So we never actually finished it. But we, we did discuss some some thoughts on how we thought the season would go with a few predictions. That, I don't know, Mark, whether you want to remind, uh, well, not remind because no one will know, but tell people what we, what, we, what we said might happen for this season back well, in September. I listened back. I put it on as soon as we finished. I put it on, but I made it private. The idea was then going to be we we're going to record part two and then we could just put it out. Um, but part two never happened. Uh, couldn't be bothered, basically. And yeah, so I made it public. So people might listen to it if they've. I mean, I know Dave slagged people off for listening to the end of some of our pods. So, you know, if they've really <laughs> got no life, then maybe they've, they've listened to that. Um, and. I actually listened to it myself. I never listened back to our stuff, but I thought I'd remind myself. I also dug out my notes, because if you remember, you sent us, in a complete about turn from Tufty Club, you sent us a, like a template that we had to fill in, you know, and what we were going to predict and stuff like that. And I, I think that's, why we, never, I think that's why, we never, why we never finished. We were just <laughs> disgusted with the structure. I'm not having this. I'm off. <laughs> so, um... So I've got, I've got. Well, I think you, you've uh, sent us a photo of your piece of paper that you, you, you were working from at the time. Um, I've got mine here, um, and 
yeah, completely wrong, apart from one, maybe two things that I got ridiculously right, which you could never have predicted. Yeah. Ron, what were they? What were the things you, you, you claim you predicted? Well, I said it, actually, I said it in a pod, like, straight after, so I remember this. I I'm not going to listen back to that, but I basically said, and it's not quite right, but I said O'Connell won't play a single full game in the season, which obviously wasn't quite right, but it's not far off. I, I basically had a feeling that his, his injury weren't sorted and it'd, it'd, it'd break down straight away or his injury was sorted and it'd play like a game, maybe come off and it gets old. But I, but I, I worrying towards the first one. I thought they basically, I'd basically lost faith in our um, fitness team. Couldn't keep Moose A fit, could they? So um, I just thought they'd probably cocked it up, haven't they? And so it proved. So yeah, that's the one thing I got right. Everything else pretty much wrong. Uh, a few I can pick out. A surprisingly good player, uh, Burke. <laughs> but I'll counter that with a surprisingly bad player, Stevens. Yeah. Yeah, you did. What, no, was it a surprise? Because the end of the season last year was horrendous, weren't it? For at least five games. Fair point, Andrew. You can't remember this season, but you can remember last season. <laughs> yeah, so, they were good, good times, eh? Yeah. Good times. Yeah, he was. He was absolutely crap, weren't he? So, yeah, you're not having that one. It was already crap. Yeah, I had D player Berg. He got injured. Player of the season, no fun. I had a night. I remember. I had uh, Dave, I remember the first few games of the season. You were Burke's biggest fan as well, weren't you? I think you were quite excited by him. So, Burke? Yeah, Berkey. So, Burko. I think he played well. I think in the first few games, he was one of our best players. He looked a real threat. So let's not go about facing now, Andrew, um, because you thought the same. I agree. Yeah. First game when he was closing people down and that break at Villa he did, I thought, we've got a player here. Wilder's going to turn him around, but absolute dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a, a preview. Where did we have this pitch just finishing in terms of overall pr prediction? I said 16, which obviously was, was out, but I did anticipate we struggle more than last season. What, what, what did you two have? Well, Andy can make it up because we've not got any any artefacts from him. He's going to say we're rock bottom, isn't he? Uh, I listen back. We all kind of said we weren't going to be as good as last year, but we'd stay up. Yeah. And uh, nobody predicted that we'd finish 20th. No. Uh, I, I, I do. I think we all said aim for 17th, didn't we, pretty much? Yeah. Um, and we might finish as high as 15th, 14th at a push. But yeah, yeah. I think we all knew we were going to do a lot worse than the previous season, but not this much worse. I've got West Brom and Fulham at two of the three to go down, but I'd had Palace as the other one. Uh, I did have City winning the league. Um, so, yeah, mixed, mixed bag of predictions. I think we also predict, I predicted how many goals strikers had scored. I had McBurney with the leading scorer with five. Um, he got one and then... So I think... Under you might have spoke about this, but I think... The pandemic will do us a favour in the long run because I think it was the least memorable season of all time. Like Fulham and West Brom down, Man City won it. But no one will remember this season. It was terrible. Yeah, terrible I, season. Will anyone remember this pod? <laughs> Probably not. No. <laughs> Depends what we do. If you got something lined up. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the builders still. 
Come on, lads. <laughs> Damn you, <My> MTA. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was the predictions. We were spectacularly wrong with that. Um, I don't want to go through like the nitty gritty of the whole season. You know, all this kind of crap about fans that are being in and pandemic killed. You know, there's elements of that that are right. Injuries we had, all that sort of stuff. End of the day, we were shit and we deserve to go down. Is that it then? Have we done? <laughs> See you next season. <laughs> No, but yeah. is there any... We're going to talk about individual players a bit, and as we do, we'll talk about departments and maybe a bit about next season, what we're going to do in you know, goalkeeper, defence, etc. But we've kind of done it to death. I mean, the wilder ones and in you know, the, the recent ones, we've talked about kind of what went wrong and the tactical, you know, rigidness from wilder, you know, poor signing, signing players that, you know, were more for the future. But we've kind of covered all that. I don't know whether there's anything, is there anything else we need to add? And why, why has it gone spectacularly wrong? Anything that's like no one's said before that you're going to kind of throw out there that people are going to go, oh, I never thought of that. No, there's there's been a post mortem basically on our season since about November, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So it's like people have just been repeating the same thing in the hope that it get better, but it never did. Uh, and we're we're where we are now. So done. And, it's all to been done, isn't it? <laughs> really selling this pod, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got some stuff up my sleeve. Um, nothing about United. I ain't got anything on my sleeve either. I'm, I'm just, I've, two lies there. Sorry. I've got nothing. It's interesting, though. We don't normally do stats, but um, I'm going to just give you a few, a few stats, which are obvious things because we finished bottom, but we were like bottom for like all the key kind of stats. You know, we, we goal scored 20. You know, we averaged 0.52 a game, like less than just over half a goal a game, if you can do that. Um, we scored, you know, um, we had the, the least amount of shots, 323, the least amount on target, 99, least amount of goals inside the box, least outside the box, got 18 inside the box, two outside the box, only four headed goals, all bottom, average possession, 42%, 20th in the league. You know, just everything. We, we, we're like, we were good at tackles and blocks, but that's because we were defending a lot. Seventh and sixth for tackles and blocks. We, the thing is, we shouldn't. We should have been higher than that for blocks because opposition had so many shots, and yeah. some of them would have just accidentally hit us anyway. So I think that's pretty pathetic that we're not even, not any higher on that. To be honest, not it, for corners. Thirteenth in the league, hundred seventy corners. It just shows how bad our corners. Hundred and sixty nine <laughs> at first man. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the stats don't make good reading at all. Um, it's, it's not. It's not. Not that not impressive. Um, are we going to go through players and talk? Because what I did in, you know, for those of you who have been uh, unfortunate enough to see it, I did a very long uh, end of season school report grades where I talked about each player. Sorry, Andrew. Sorry. Sorry, I know you caught your midstream there. But uh, I just, I've got a question I'm interested in. The Opta stats, you might know, Dave. Does someone actually do it manually and just tick, tick things off or is it? A, p- a program, a piece of software that does it somehow. Uh, no fucking idea. Oh, I, I reckon, I'm, I'm, I think people do it. There's like sweatshops where people after the match <laughs> just sit and look and count stuff and make it up, make it up. Basically. My GTSEP project 
was all about. Um, remember the guy called Charles Hughes that was criticised? He, he was the guy who was kind of the exponent of the long ball game. And uh, Graham Taylor was a big fan. Of, uh, yeah, Hughes. And um, my project was, is the long ball game more effective than the short passing game? And I sat at home watching matches and counting passes like manually. And then uh, I did a long piece of work. I wrote for all the managers. I got a letter back from, I've still got them, so I got a letter back from Dave Bassett. Uh, I got a letter back from Howard Kendall, Joe Royal. So a few sent, sent letters back. Um, and my conclusion from my uh, hypothesis was, um, yes, the long ball game is more effective. <laughs> made it up though, didn't you? It's like that time when... Um... Oh, yeah, I didn't... So I started watching some games. I thought this is boring. So I just, I just made it up. Yeah. Why don't you go to Manchester City's ground and go to Pep? I've done this piece of work. I think you should change your style. <laughs> well researched. Might have won. Listen to me. Yeah. Well, that's ruined my op- options. I wanted to apply for Opta. Sounds like a good job, doesn't it? I think you probably can, but it, I, I'm not. I'm not sure it'll be um, top earning for counting passes. Fine, I'm more happy that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, should, should we go on to individual departments and, and so I, I can give you my grades, and then you two can give a kind of snap reaction. We're not going to talk for ages about players, but just a quick whether you agree, disagree, or about right. Is that fair? Yeah, God, are, are you doing the lot? Are you starting with the board and the managers and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I talked about the board. Um, you know, again, if you want to read, it's on our, our WordPress account. Uh, the, the links up there on a Twitter thing. But I, I, I scored the board not very highly, and I got criticised for this. I gave them a scope for school grades: A being that plus being the highest, F minus being the lowest. Um, I gave them. It's got a very big fridge as well. It's got. He's, he's just buggered off. He's, he's got a very loud kitchen as well. I could. I could hear him between <laughs> the fridge loud, that I could hear you whittering about the board. Then, sorry. Uh, I gave probably... the grade. I gave the board E minus, which a lot of people criticised and said, "Oh, you've been too harsh because they gave him money, um, they backed him, that they didn't sack him, they were patient." Um, I think. Personally, that if we whether we got rid of Wilder or he went of his own accord, it should have happened earlier. Or personally, um, I, I think you know if once we'd gone that far, they should have they should have kept him somehow. They should have come to an agreement or kept him. But um, I also think they didn't make the moves they said they were going to make. Training ground redeveloped. Nothing's happened with that. You know, academy we talked about moving that go to grade one. Um, and, and at the end of the day, somebody's got to sanction those sign-ins and agree to spend twenty million on Brewster and twelve million on Bogle and Lowe. So I don't know. I, th- I don't think they've made great decisions, even though they can say, "Well, we back the manager." Thoughts? Yeah, I think I did see. I've I've read the uh, S two forum uh, responses to your stuff. I even, I even waded in and defended you on a couple of occasions, which I don't know why I did that. I normally slag you off on it, don't I? It's like. Uh, it's like when you beat your brother or sister up, but that no one else can do it. It's just just for me. <laughs> so, uh, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been looking on there and seeing what people said. And yeah, you got a bit of a pasting for the board. I don't know why people are suddenly really defensive of the board, like Prince has saved our club or whatever. Because some of the reasons they've given, some of it were last season because they, they were talking about how they've turned club around, made it a better place. 
social media is better, which I think is debatable, but um, that was last season, really, that all that improved. So, so a lot of the stuff for last season, the backing in with money, the vast majority of that was just premiership money. It wasn't like he put his hand in his pocket and pulled out some bog roll or whatever whatever he does. He's, it's Premier League money, so he's not really done anything out of the ordinary there. Um, I think the only thing he did do, like I said, he's backed him as far as he could. I think... Yeah, should have, like you say, should have probably followed through. But can you make someone stay if they're being that bad? And yeah, I, I, I don't think you're far off. Personally speaking, you got some hammer, but I, I mostly agree with it. I, I don't think he's done anything out of the ordinary. I did write it as well. The delay on the name of the new manager, and it seemed like there was a bit of you know, well, very clear that they had some direction. Obviously, they got a man in, which we'll maybe talk about in a bit. But hello, Andrew Board, quick thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Worst season ever, so you can't really give him much credit, can you? But I do, I do think that he's probably going to turn out more competent than people make out. I was speaking to a player today at work about it, and uh, you know, I think uh, without Twitter and without uh, any kind of social media, I think there wouldn't be the storm that, that's created around Abdullah and Wilder and stuff. I think. They've ended up with a decent manager with a good record. It wouldn't come to us if there wasn't a bit of money or a decent wage. So I don't think it's half as bad as some people make out, or I don't think he's as incompetent as some people make out. So I'd up him to a D. No, reasonable uh, counter argument. Reasonable guy. Uh, man, would you go on to the managers? Because we say we we're going to go through it fairly quickly. Uh, Chris Wilder, last season I gave him an A. This season, I'm giving him an F. You know, F and L. There's not much. He's, I can't think of anything he's done right, from signing to, you know, results, form, comments, how he kind of handles himself compared to last season. You know, I, I, yeah, not, not much more to say, Andrew. Uh, nothing to say. Just so disappointed in what happened. <laughs> Yeah, that this always have this season on his record with us. But uh, yeah, as a season on it, in isolation, he can't be any higher than F because uh, he didn't. The team were rubbish, weren't they? And he, he didn't do anything to change it or adapt. Uh, and uh, you know, I hate like his mates on Twitter, and they create this environment around him, and that spills over into the fans and all that. He could have probably put a stop to it, and he didn't. So an F. Yeah, it MW. Was, yeah, he were he was shit, weren't he? Really, let's be honest. This season, for, for how brilliant, for how, let's be honest, for how brilliant he's been. And don't get me wrong, I would I would still like it if things had played out differently. You know, when all that all the rumours were kicking off and he's gone, and they were talking about having talks to make him stay. I would have liked him to have, them talks have been successful and they found a way for him to stay and to have another crack at the championship next year. Don't get me wrong on that. I, I would have liked to have seen him still here. But absolute dog shit. Like you touched on it there, right down to how he handled himself from from almost like deciding that he'd, he'd had enough from that point forward. I think some the way he handled the media, the way he sort of spoke to the sort of board through the press almost and stuff like that, just rubbish. I just not it's I wouldn't say it shat on everything that had gone before, but it just it did taint it a little bit. Sort of said he was never gonna leave. He was always going to leave via the front door. Didn't even leave via the back door, did he? He went through Andy's tradesman's entrance. 
<laughs> Sad. But we still love him. For we what did, he did yeah. And gave us time that we never thought we would see. It's important we recognise that, even though this is a very much uh, 2021 season discussion. Yeah, a yeah, long pod this, won't it? If we're doing it this amount of summary on every player. We'll, we'll, we'll move on quickly then. Hegging bottom. I got him as better than Wild. I gave me plus, which seems a bit harsh. Um, I probably, yeah, I think that's a bit harsh. He took long to change things. Nice guy. We got we saw a bit of a lift at the end, few few results, but um, not a manager. But yeah, impossible situation though. Agree. Come in and did a lovely, lovely job, didn't he? You know, just yeah, well, don't about lovely. <laughs> he just held on, didn't he? And he kept things quite civilised and professional. He probably did a dossier on all the players to give Slav. Have you had uh, a bet with someone that you're going to say the word dossier on this podcast? <laughs> he, 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 he grew, didn't he, into the role uh, as a caretaker. I thought at the start, I thought, oh, we got here, had a character. But, well done, old Hecky. He grew Good into a caretaker. So it's not just builders and painters you've had in. A caretaker now in your mansion. Um, I yeah, I I think yeah, I think you're slightly harsh. I, yeah, I would have rated him a bit higher because he did it did take a while to change it. A couple of the other games were crap, but he did change it in the end. And the formation he tried actually worked pretty well on a couple of occasions. I, th- I think on the whole, it was more fun to watch Eki bottom side than it was a while the side most of last season, apart from the big results we had. The, the, the sideline was full of people that I hate about football. Those archetypal type UEFA B guys that have all done the badges and not really played much football. It's like, wow, this is exactly what Wilder wasn't. What did you call but, it? I don't know. I think it was clipboard wankers, <laughs> weren't it? Clipboard, clipboard wankers? Clipboard wankers, clipboard. yes. Stop yeah. watching. Marmy gets, I think you said. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, we've talked about it before, haven't we? It's the um, Tyndall's. Tyndall came in and they all thought, I'll have a bit of that. And they just modelled themselves on him. Well, the rest of that room staff got, got the matching clipboards and hair and tans. I ended, I ended up liking it. What's Alan, uh, what's Alan Nil up to these days? Because he's obviously still on the... Uh... Oh, well, I think your internet cut out there. So I think what we ought to get him doing is coming around and sorting your broadband out. But um, I assume you're saying, what's he doing? I think they've yeah. given him one of them window jobs, haven't they? That you know, when Japanese, you know, Japan, it's very sort of society based on saving face and you know being respected and all that sort of stuff. Mm. When they want to sack you, they don't sack you. They give you what they call a window job, where you've got no responsibility, nothing to do. They sit you near the door so everyone has to see you, and you just sit looking out the window all day. And that's, I think, I get the impression that's what they've given him. What hell of a job! I don't know <laughs> if you're looking out a window at Shirley. <laughs> at Moussa's Lamborghini I think they're hoping that uh, Wilder would get the uh, West Brom gig and then they'd have to pay us a bit of spondule to, to get Neil away but that might not be happening now yeah, probably probably is everything's motivated by money in it anyway goalkeeping department um, Simon Moore's left lovely guy great kit modeler <laughs> Um, well played, lad. Uh, very did well in Holland, but I'm not sure we're ever going to see him. Where's Fodderington? What was the point of that? <laughs> Where's um, who? Fodring, Fodringham, is that his name? I think so. I think you got it right a third time. Well done. Uh, and the main man, Aaron Ramsdale, who had 
I think an uncertain start, despite Mark saying, you know, he weren't that bad, he weren't that bad. I thought he had some poor games. I think we we're all ready to, even you, to say he probably needs to come out of the team around Christmas time. But fair play to the guy. Tremendous second half of the season. Uh, I gave him a B grade. You know, in, got in the England squad, all right? He's not made the, the cut. But, yeah, fantastic. Look, looks a top goalkeeper. And I didn't think that I'd be saying that mid-season. So, well, well played, lad. Yeah, big, big hand to Aaron. Uh, really good, as uh, as good as I've seen. Gladiator's hand, <laughs> yeah, a foam hand pointing at Jet. A lot uh, of Queen songs in Gladiators. I bet you didn't like that, did you, Dave? God. No, I wasn't okay. a fan of uh, of any of the Queen songs, but especially the ones on Gladiators. But you we were, were a fan of Jet. The champions under pressure. As well. We will rock you. They used to play, don't I think, when they won with the big hand. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, another Andy. The, another one bites the dust was their particular one when uh, Hunter or Saracen had twatted someone off the, with a bugle stick. Shadow, he, he always did. Shadow, yeah. Bang. Remember the order of the, the running order Saturday night? Uh, was it Blind Date first, then Gladiator? Gladiate, it depends if you're a BBC date. or ITV man. Because for me... Baywatch. Because, well, yeah... It, Obviously, but it depends what time you got in front match as well. But I think yeah. for me, I think we were more of a BBC house, so occasionally dip into Blind Date and Gladiators, um, make, make your own jokes about who you'd like to dip into on Gladiators, obviously, and then mainly BBC. So I remember I used to watch Big Break, pot as many balls as you can, <laughs> leg it to shop for Greenham and, and some mm. chocolates and stuff, back in time for Noel's house party and try not to look gormless. You know, when they switch to that, that thing where they switch to someone's house, you, oh, you always yeah. think, could be me. So you just sit there trying not to look gormless, mm. which is a bit of a challenge. So yeah, yeah that would run in order for me. As a 14-year-old uh, adolescent, when worrying that the camera's going to be on me after Baywatch, particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was with Andy. I was an ITV man, sort of blind day, uh, gladiators, um, was you better Friday or Saturday? Generation yeah. game as well, weren't they? Mm. Oh, full, full of hits, weren't it, on a Saturday night? Brilliant. Gems. Yeah. You get now that, that shit where they're pretending to sing. Anton Dex, Soup Saturday, whatever, takeaway. Uh, there's the Masked Dancer that my wife's currently watching, which is like even worse than the Masked Singer. It's the same format, but they just don't sing. They just dance. That is awful. Uh, but, uh... Aaron Ramsdale <laughs> gave it a B, a B grade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's a lot of revisionism going on. People saying, oh, yeah, I never said he were bad. It, it were good. I always said he were good. Did you, Eric? Everyone was slagging him right off and saying... I think if you listen to our pods, we were probably some of the more measured. We used to say, well, we even did that bingo card, didn't we, where one of the things were on it was ball becomes bar of soap because he dropped one at least once a game, didn't he? But we we were saying right from the start of the season, it didn't really cost as many goals directly. Didn't instill confidence, but it didn't really cost too many goals directly. And yeah, from, well, this calendar year has been, not to give out away, my, my player at season um, for, for 2021. And yeah, from about December onwards, I think he just turned it around, didn't he? I think that's why I, I, I think that's why I do actually love him so much because he's turned it around, and I think that's why the fans he'll be a fan favourite if he stays and he has a good season next year. He'll be looked upon as a really could be one of the great United keepers. 
Complemental uh, strength. Like the fact he smiles, smiles a lot as well. That's, yeah. That's a nice yeah. But, but, you know, how I, how I long for something similar for McBurney, for instance, is to turn around and really, really put it in and mm-hmm. change people's opinions. But he's gone, he's gone the opposite, hasn't he? He's uh, got even worse than he was. So, Ramsdale. We're in safe hands with, with Ramsdale. It'd be interesting who the backup is. They've got a number of young goalies underneath, even Fodringham and, and Verrett. You think one of those will probably move on. Uh, but yeah, the goalkeeping department's okay. You, you probably, hopefully, Verrett might come back and, and be the backup. Uh, on to the defence. Uh, I gave O'Connell a grade C, but that was only because he only played a, a couple of games and you know, massively missed. Do do we think do we think he'll come back? I know that's uh, just speculating, but he's been out an awfully long time. Well, I'm the O'Connell calf whisperer, obviously, from my prediction last season or whatever his injury is. Is it his calf or his? I don't know what it is. Knee. Um, but yeah, I, he's, he's done. He'll never play a game again. Did you see that picture of him? Well, Andy did. It's on his wall. I can see it in his kitchen. He <laughs> looked well, didn't he? He did. He would if he was doing wrestling or weight lifting. No, no idea what his knees like, but his pectorals look fantastic. Yeah, he's built well. I, I, I don't know about Edin Bricks. He's built like a brick shit house, isn't he? And is that is that what you want? I suppose. I suppose you do have to be pretty strong for a centre half. But he he looks too heavy to me. Fantastic to have him back. Um, but, but let's be honest, is either not going to come back? Um, and be done, as you said, MW, or he's going to come back, play well, and we're selling. So uh, we're not going to see well, Whatever, he'll, he'll leave as a genuine United legend, I think, in yeah, my opinion. Agree. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris Basham, uh, I thought had a very good first half of the season. I remember him just after Christmas against West Brom being outstanding in a win. I thought he, he had some poor games and some of his weaknesses showed up. I only gave him a C grade. Uh, Andrew? Yeah, I, I agree. I think he did fade towards the end of the season. I think he was just probably knackered of trying so hard in the first half of the season. He, he just gave up on himself. Didn't uh, yeah, I agree. Picked up a fair few injuries, which he's not done before as well. He, he, you know, he's always been a you know, regular in his time at United. And he, he did miss uh, different parts of the season. He's been, he has been the most consistent player uh, since Wilder played him in that position now, hasn't he? You, can't, you just can't be that good for that long. So you multiply that by being the worst team in the Premier League, you're going to drop off, aren't you? Which is natural. Uh, we'll move on. We don't, obviously, we don't have to take everyone's opinions on every player. We'll, we'll be here all day. But um, John Egan, um, I, I know Marx hates him. Absolutely hates him. <laughs> Thinks he's fucking shit, but we'll 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 try and be fair-minded on this. I gave him a D. I thought I thought he started the season quite well. I thought he was our best defender early on, kind of held the defense together. But then he faded. Like D plus, sorry, he faded away. And I thought showed his weaknesses. All the things that Mark says every week about his lack of pace. He gets caught out. You know, he's banging on and on to everyone. Um, yeah, he was right to some degree. So well, well done, Mark, for slagging him off. I'm not slagging him off. I think all it is is I called this about a year and a half ago, was it? It was it was halfway through that or a little way into that Premier League season. And one of my at that point rare forays onto the forum, I basically said on one of your match reports, he's not good. I, I thought Wilder would have replaced him. 
and I got absolutely slated. What you're on about is our best defender, he's the greatest. Well, and the point I made then is it's terrible when anyone runs at him and he's terrible when ball's over the top. And that you get a lot of that in Premier League. You've got fast strikers that are either good at dribbling or good at running after it when ball's gone over the top. And unfortunately, that shows up two of his main weaknesses. Um, and he, yeah, he just got found out a bit, bit this season simply because he wasn't as well protected. You know, because obviously we've been such a good like unit defending from the front last season. He didn't really get exposed that often, but this season, well, we all did, didn't we? Still think he'll be a solid player in the championship though, next season. I, I hope we keep him. People say, oh, you know, he might move on. I'm not sure there'll be lots of Premier League clubs after him because, you know, for the money that they'd pet, you know, we're not going to sell him, are we, for sort of less than 10 million and then it's not worth doing it. We might as well kind of keep him. Who's going to pay more than 10 million anyway? He's, he's, what, he's, he's got to be nearly 30 now, hasn't he? No, I, I don't think that teams will be coming. In for him. They look for young, young athletes and, and physical specimens uh, like like Andy. I, I, I always look at uh, would we sign him if he wasn't our player in the championship, and I think we would. I'd promote him. You might yeah. say, "Here's 10, 12 million quid. We'll have him for two years. He'll do us the job, you know, for a Norwich or you know." So yeah, no, I, you know, as a championship, if we were in the, if we come up from League One or a championship team and say, "Here, have Egan." You'd have him every day, wouldn't you? One thing I will say he needs to improve on, lastly, is something that he used to be good at and he doesn't seem to be anymore, heading, both defensively and when he gets up to corners. He, he doesn't win, do win anything against strikers these days and he so gets in positions that corner them. What's he good at? Um, chewing. Gum chewing. Chin. Chucking himself about and, yeah, sweating and gurning. Captain for Ireland tonight. What was score? Who did he play? No idea. I think, Mark, you've just gone the polar opposite to Peter because you know he loves him. I don't, I don't love him. I think I'm actually... I, what it is, I'm right on this. He's a good, <laughs> solid centre-half. Who He's not going to be a top-level Premier League player, but he's fine for your, your bottom seven or eight Premier League teams. And with right players around him, pace and, and a, a good shape, he'd be absolutely fine. You make, you make people not like decent players, Pete, because of how you are with other players, like singling out Ampadu and just going in on him. And it makes me want to hate anyone that you like. Okay, next player, Ethan Ampadu, F. No, um, uh, I gave him a D minus. Um, I know you two said I, I went in on him, but he cost us a no, like he looked, he wasn't in place, he looked part, he looked like he got all the. You know all the flash and all the, the you know all the stuff, but um, he made so many mis- individual mistakes that cost us goals. Like constantly making mistakes, uh, learning on the job with us. So yeah, and I don't know whether he's a defender or a midfield. I still don't know what I don't know what he is. D minus, Andrew. Uh, I, I can't go too big on amps because how old is he? How old is he? Uh, I don't. Twenty-one. We'll just say twenty-one. 21. Name me a good twenty-one-year-old that's performed well in a in a team that bad. There's hardly anybody in there. It's a bit of a niche question, that isn't it? Twenty-one-year-old in a bad team. <laughs> no, no, but th- that's my point. It's not a niche question. Is there is nobody that stands out? There is twenty-one-year-olds that have played in bad teams, but name one that's like really performed well. Well, no ben one's been God, as bad ben as Godfrey, really. Norwich. There you go. 
That's a wonderful answer. A wonderful answer for a wonderful man. Ampadu D minus. I agree. He wasn't great. He did all right. He made mistakes, but he looked good at times. Move on. Speaking of his mistakes, though, I'm amazing that stats section at the minute, at the beginning, sorry, where you just went through a load of numbers. You didn't bring in that, your favourite stat, or are you saving oh, yeah. that? Have you not got it? Mistakes leading to goals conceded. Uh, or shit assists, as we call them. Shit assists. Ampadu and Norwood were neck and neck, but then they both dropped off with that. They weren't single contributory factors to shit assists towards the end. Well, just, just last thing on amps, because he, he never hit. He never hit. In my opinion, he always wanted the ball. He was always willing to play. He never seemed to come off injured. So, did all right for me. But yeah. I Lots don't see a big future for him, though. I don't. I don't see. I see a championship player in him. Yep. Yeah, be a decent career. Uh, George Baldock. Um, I might got a bit high with this. I thought. He, I thought at times he was excellent. He was, he was one of the players. Talk about not hiding. He fought hard. He cared. He really, you know, it got to him. I think by the end, and he a bit like Bash. He dropped off. I gave him a C minus. Uh, Mark. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I think that's about fair. If you're going to give Basham a C, it was a bit behind him. I think that's all you can say about him. He, he gives a shit. He tries. He came up short for at least a third of the season, I would say. Um, but he never hid. He puts the effort in. And he did come good at times. Um, obviously, didn't hit the heights of last season. But, yeah, did all he's right. Cr- he's crossing and he's, you know, assists or lack of them is, is appalling. For somebody who's he's been cast as being an attacking wing back, he's appalling. He's got worse. He's got to the point where he goes forward and he just thinks, I can't do this. You know, brilliant he's- defensively, most part. I know he's you know, so that off off games that side, but if he can't cross the ball, he, I don't know. He'd be better as a, a an orthodox right back. Andrew, uh, uh, yeah, he probably is. He cuts back too much, doesn't he? He's sometimes scared of crossing it. I think he looks for Basham or Lundstrom or other players in that position too much. But uh, it'd be disappointing to see him go because I love Bash- I love Baldock. Well, you bought him in a supermarket, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> just took do you want to tell the listeners about that particular uh, uh, experience? Yeah, I put my uh, disguise on, followed him round, took pictures of him, and sold it to the highest bidder. <laughs> no, it was good to good to, good to follow him round for ten minutes in a supermarket. What did he buy? No, he had carrots, didn't he? Carrots, carrots. Yeah, it was snowing. Like March, it was late March, it snowed, didn't it? And oh, yeah. just a weekend after he got knocked out at Leeds, or that terrible tackle. And uh, he had shorts on, so I thought he's lost the plot, this kid. But yeah, he's walking around with a bag of carrots. <laughs> Good lad. You got a couple of nice photos, I'll, I'll you know, say that. You're making him yeah, out he's... to be an actual stalker now. Be a lovely touch if he was made captain for me. Lovely touch. Just for buying carrots? <laughs> Carrot? No. No, he, he, he has turnips lo- as well. <laughs> he, he loves the club, and I've always loved him since the celebrations at Stoke away when we went up. Because I could see he really got into it, and it carried on for about a week, didn't it, with Egan's song. And every every time there was a, a clip of United celebrating, Baldock was right in there. Yeah. Top lad. A Greek you god. You fancy him, don't you? <laughs> Where? Who done? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. We'll move on uh, to the other side of the coin. Uh, 
End it, Stevens. Can I stop you here? Weren't you going to say we're going to keep this really snappy and just keep it to a sentence each? Because I can do I can do one word for this one. Brother. Shite. Andrew, anything to add? No, same as Mark. Cod's wallet. <laughs> Cod's wallet's different. Right, what happened? He just, he got, I think we said about golfers who get the yips. So he was just, I don't think he did hardly anything right the whole time. How did he keep getting picked? Well, he kept getting picked because the rest of the left backs were as bad. Other clubs play right backs, left back now sometimes, don't they? And it is, it's sometimes okay. He's, he just he got the yips. He just forgot how to play football for about 10 months. Uh, whether he's where, had... we, where we go with him, because obviously yeah. we've got some people to do it. I don't think Max Lowe's the answer. I mean, I gave him a, an E plus, and I think that he was lucky to get that. He played a handful of games and just didn't he didn't look up to it at the level we were at. And I'm not even sure championship is is quite what we're looking for. He's not one of them that you, you're going to hate because of his performance, though, is he? Because he, he kind of, his face, he looked as though he knew. You could see in his eyes he was, he was struggling. He was having a nightmare it's of the season. It's going to be like body language or something. Oh, he's kind of, I looked in his eyes, I looked at his face and I knew what no, he was thinking. I think he's a good guy. Again, back to, back to the week we went up. He was in that Irish pub, weren't he, with Egan? He just looks as though he's having a lovely time. So I've always got a soft spot for Ender, but he had a shocking, shocking 14 months. I've never seen a player go that bad. I'd love to see him turn it around because yeah, I'm with you that he's, he was such a good player for most of last season. Well, up until lockdown, pretty much. Um, and, and let's be fair, two of the last three games, he played pretty well again this season. So with any luck, he can turn it plus, though, is he the future with the. Uh... Norrington Davis, you know, potentially waiting in the wings. I think Mark's right. I, hopefully, he'll turn it around because he was in our best ever United team, weren't he? When we did it about 16, 18 months ago, yeah, ahead I of think, Martin Pike. I think I'll put David Barnes in, but we'll carry on. Um, right. Phil Jagielka, who's left the club, uh, I gave a grade D. Uh, I, I thought he, he looked his, his age. A lot of games, but I had a, had a couple of really good games. Manu away, Chelsea in the cup. Obviously, what he went through with his brother showed some real bravery. Um, but I, yeah, whenever he played, I never felt totally comfortable. Yeah, you summed it up. He had he had one outstanding game, two pretty good ones, and then three or four appalling ones, really, didn't he? But those ones where he had three or four appalling ones, it wasn't on his own. It's not like you can say he had a shocker and that's why we lost. It were them games where, what well, they were all crap, weren't they? Like, um, I'm trying to think. It's a couple of nits start of the season where we were, they were all shocking. Man United, uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, they were just. I don't know. It's just it, you can't. He you said can't, he thought. He said he thought he he might get another year, which surprised me. I only saw his interview, and he said like he was open to get another year. It's like, well, and he wants to keep playing, which will be interesting because I don't see him. In anything more than like League One or League Two, well, like Rochdale or Chris Rotherham, lovely. Rotherham's lovely. It is because yeah. Yeah. We've nearly done the defence. Uh, Jack Robinson had a very good end to the season. Had a few really good games, but I thought for the most part, another one who looked well off it. I gave him a, a, a D grade. 
Um, just looked a bit out of his depth. Like I said, I know he had a good couple of games, but we need to rate, judge it on the whole season. Andrew? Yeah. yeah it's just, those last two games, I thought he was really good. So, yeah, nothing on Robbo. He's, just, uh, he's a bit of a nobody, though, isn't he? And I don't mean that. Well, I actually, obviously, do mean that quite nastily. But he's just—he's not—he's not a player that you—you you know, he's not someone you get, you want playing like every week, is it? No. Well, <laughs> him, him, and Keon Ryan. Um... Well, do you want to do Keen Bryan? I gave a D to. I thought he had a better season than he's had before at a higher level. He had a few decent games, but I wouldn't have offered him another contract. I think you know. I don't think he's good enough. I, don't I think, I think he's, he's a perfect example of where sometimes you two annoy me a little bit, that you write people off as soon as you see them against Leak Town in Not round Leak one. Town, yeah. <laughs> no, but sometimes he, he's, he's a good footballer, I think, but he's sometimes out of his, his positions bad, really bad. And But his passing's decent, but yeah, I'd, I don't think he's worth... I'd hope they'd have got someone better for next season. I'd like to think if we've got, like, Sir Karen Gordon coming through and a few young players coming through, that, you know, they'd be your ones you're kind of pushing on. You know, Brian, again, mid-20s, no, that's still fairly young in footballing parlance. But I don't see him as being here long-term. We, we need to be building something, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I think we've had such a bad season. I think you need a natural tread of movement of players on, and I, I would be keeping it. A natural what? I don't know. I'm just talking <laughs> Uh, so, defence for next season, very quick before going to midfield. I'm conscious of, of time and we're starting to ramble. You you would hope Ramsdale's in goal. Baldock, uh, oh, I, I don't do uh, Bogle, actually. I miss Bogle out. Uh, I know, Andy, you hate Bogle. Uh, I gave him <laughs> a, a D+. Plus. I thought he had a really good start and then looked, looked really exciting. He scored some goals, good finisher. And then he, trailed, he, he sort of tailed off massively towards the end of the season. Um, and I still have Baldock as my preferred right back, but I don't think you're going to be able to keep both of them. You're not going to, to keep two good players like that at championship level. One's probably going to move on. Thoughts? Probably right, but then it depends what formation he's going to play. I mean, I we've done this all. Have we done it arse about face? We've not even talked about the fact we've got a new manager. Uh, we can we can talk about that at the end, I suppose, like, we've, like we're surprised about it. Um, but it, we don't even know what he's going to play, do we? You, you know, he's... You're talking about a oh, right back, right wing back, or whatever. He might, he might play, he might play right back and right winger. I think, it? I think he's more likely to play Bogle, isn't he? Who was Cecil uh, Young and, yeah. and the other Fulham fullbacks that they had were lightning quick, weren't they? They go forward. Yeah. I think it was Fred, Frederick, was it Frederick? Was there? Yeah, yeah. They had, uh, they did have like they played with with people who bombed up and down. He, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know whether he, someone had come for Baldock. He, he seemed he seemed another like uh, Ampadu. You can't really call him out because he's so young in a bad team. He, he showed some really good glimpses, but he also had glimpses where the ball was bouncing off him, and uh, he just didn't look as though he could play anymore. Where uh, earlier on he looked he looked good, but I'm sure he's a good player. I'm sure he is. I, I think there's a player in there. I think with some coaching, and you know, I think I think he could be a you know a, a useful signing. Um, I think for next season, you know, you, you're going to hopefully like both of them or one of them. I think Norrington Davis might be pushed forward certainly to give him a chance to get that left back position. Um, 
and then you've got Egan, Basham can play another year, and hopefully O'Connell comes back. Your back five should be fairly well set with a bit of competition hopefully to come in. Yeah, I think probably about it, to be honest. It's just, I can't, like you said, I can't believe he's offered Brian a contract when Robinson's still got a year left to run, unless we're going to flog him. Can't can't see who's going to take him, mind. From the defence, who, if you had to sacrifice one, yeah, we, we might have to lose a few players, bring a bit of money in. Who would you move on if you know if, if offers came in for a couple? Andrew, uh, Robinson and Stevens. You're not going to get much for Robinson now, are you? That's fine. Get him off the wage bill, though, won't he? Yeah, I mean, if, since they've offered Brian a contract, you don't need it. Surely they both back up left-sided defence, aren't they? So how many do you need? Because you've mentioned that Norrington Davis. People are talking about him like he's the next Messiah or whatever, but it's been in two struggling championship teams. It's not it's not necessarily going to be any sort of answer, is he? So I think we've got to get rid of someone from that area. Got Maximus Lowe as well, haven't we? Yeah. yeah I, I don't think he's good enough. It, ideally, you'd move on your, your Lowe's, your Bryans, your Robinsons, um, and you might have to lose one of Baldock or Bogle. You, you can't carry 28, 29 senior players in the championship. You're the, right. Even You're with right. the, the you know, clauses and everything. Because Christoph Basham could play right back, couldn't he, as well? I think we need some youth to come in, though, some, some decent competition across the, the defence. But like I said, it depends what shape, what he plays. If he plays four, you know, it's... He's not going to need as many coming in. It's, it's going to be interesting. But I don't worry too much about the defence. I think the defence is good enough, even with losing the odd one, to be absolutely fine at championship level with a, with a good goalkeeper. Agreed. Should we move on to the uh, midfield? We have to. Yeah, I, I didn't mention Jack Rodwell on purpose because there's just no point. But uh, midfield. Um, well, we'll start with... Um, let's have a look. Can't even find me yet, uh, Mr. Uh, Oliver Norwood. Um, at last season, I gave him a B plus. This season, I gave him an F plus. Uh, <laughs> plus was for probably just a couple, a handful. I remember he played quite well at Old Trafford. All right, at Man City. He had two or three games where he were okay. The rest of the season, I thought he was shambolic, and I thought he represented the drop off. You know, him and Stevens were the two. You know. Gave the ball away, didn't set things up, bad set pieces, didn't control the tempo, didn't stop the didn't press, didn't stop the opposition. I thought he had a really poor season, really poor. Mark, yeah, well, as we've touched on, he was up there for the shit assist as well, wasn't he? He he set up so many chances for the opposition by just losing the ball. He he, he just he, he was the opposite of. You know what we talked about for some of the defenders that even though they were shit, they weren't hiding. You know, and shit's mm. a bit of a bit of a stretch for some of them, not for Stevens, obviously. But they weren't; they, they never hid, even though um, there were problems. But he he was he were like not taking responsibility, just sideways and backwards passing. And I think he I think he broke your scoring system. I don't think you'd ever given a one before, had you? And didn't you give Didn't you give him a one this season? Not, I did. I think I gave Jordan Stewart a one uh, back back in the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Andrew, you, you're you're not a massive fan of Norwood, are you? Let, let's let's not get off. Let's get off the fence. You, you some of your comments. They've had a kept some of your comments this season on the uh, WhatsApp chat. 
there's, some, <laughs> there's something that doesn't quite sit right with me with Norwood. It's his constant like three finger salute when he went up with us three, you know, three years on the trot. It's like he's a bit of a a Beckham wannabe, isn't he, from that era? Bit of a brand he thinks he's got. Uh, beautiful footballer on his day, but this season and a struggling team, Norwood's not your guy you want, is he? He's not going to turn you around. But uh, the season we went up and last season, he was phenomenal. He's a brilliant footballer. And he may have a chance of next season because of the manager knowing him and he's played with him before. So he'd probably do all right next season. I wouldn't have a problem with us keeping him. You'd, you'd love it if he stuck Went to a four-finger salute, wouldn't you? <laughs> a full fist. That would be a fist there. He's not the future, though, is he, in that area? No, but he's a, he's a good footballer. If we're near the top of the league, I think, again, you'd have Norwood. If you didn't have Norwood, you'd, want, you'd probably want him at the you top would, yeah. half. Yeah. Champ- so, in championship, you would, yeah. 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 He's got brilliant technique, hasn't he? But that annoyed me this season. So many times that he were doing them sort of outside of the foot. And when it's working, it looks beautiful. But when you just think, just give it on floor to him, it's bloody Ben Osborne. And he can't control it when you're twatting it in his chest or whatever. <laughs> Keep him. But I, he, he, was, he was terrible. Either. F, F blocks. The... The, the, the midfield as a whole, I mean, I mean, we're going to talk about them individually as we're doing here, but they, they just didn't function. You know, they didn't get us up the field. They didn't, you know, they didn't protect the defence. They didn't create any goals, really. They didn't, didn't score any goals at all. Uh, I mean, John Fleck, I gave a slightly higher mark. I gave him a grade E because he had a run of games around about January, February. But overall, another real, real drop-off. Like, look like he'd been on ease. I don't know about giving him an E. <laughs> Spent most of the season looking drunk. I, I know he, and we, we're doing him a disservice here because some of that time when he looked drunk, he was actually playing with a broken back, weren't he? Apparently, so it is a bit of a disservice. But at times when well, he, he, wanted, po- he wanted, he wanted Corona and he's got it. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, you've been waiting for that gag, haven't you? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, good, good luck to him in his battle against the virus, obviously, and uh, get well soon and all that. But lay off the drink, lad. Keep <laughs> off keep off the pies. Come on. Does he take the game seriously enough? I mean, obviously, your your description suggests not. But to me, someone who's got a lot of ability, you know, I, I compared him to uh, sort of Gaza back in the day. I, I remember <laughs> you know, laughing at the I did in that championship. And he was our player of the season. For most of the Premier League, he was brilliant. Like going past men, you know, strong upper body strength, set up goals up, scored quite a few goals, you know, even in higher level. But I don't know, it just seemed to, whether it was the injury, you know, time it takes him to come back, it just looked like he'd lo- it, it looks like he doesn't take the game seriously enough. He doesn't look fit enough. He doesn't look ready to play. Just looks like it's just all a bit of a piss about. How, how old is he? How old is he, Flacky, now? Uh, I think he's just turned 30. We're obviously making all these ages up. We ain't got a We'll go 30. <laughs> he needs, we, we need to wipe it from it, the memory bank, what he's done this season, and him. Like, I remember him 
sniggering at Brighton when he got brought off away at. You're becoming more annoying than Norwood here, Fleck. Come on, son. I love you. But, uh, and again, I, I just hope he's, uh, his fitness is his problem, isn't it? Whether he can maintain that level of fitness. Well, he can maintain a... that level of fitness. He's just going to eat 20 <laughs> pies a day and get down for some tenants from Offie. That's how he maintains that level of fitness. Jesus. He, he's in the Euros, isn't he? I know he's got COVID, but he's in the Scot- Scot- Scotland squad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, there. Uh, yeah, not, not great. No, I wouldn't flex together. It's a, it's a tough, a tough ask, isn't it? I think. But they were brilliant. They were brilliant for two seasons, and and did everything we'd expect. You know, everything we'd want in the midfield. But they just, we had nothing. The midfield was the weakest part. Everyone talks about the strikers, but the midfield was the weakest part. We constantly got overrunning there. There were so many times they were just fouling players. Or just could, they couldn't keep up. They physically couldn't keep up. You know, athletically, pace, strength. They were like little little children. Yeah, it's hacking away at them when they were when they were running clean through, weren't they? It was just it were embarrassing at times. And and again, I know we touched on it earlier. Is it is something going wrong with the conditioning or fitness programs or something? Because a lot of them looked a lot less fit than they did last season. We were really full of praise of them last season, weren't we? They looked like, this is our chance, we've got to be peak condition, they, they got fit, they stayed fit. This season, they just, a lot of them just, just look slower, fatter, sludge runners. Is that confidence, though, that once you start losing games and your touch comes off, that you just, you just look worse than what you are? Yeah. Anyway, John Lundstrom, um, I gave an E minus to, which is in between Fleck and Norwood. I, I, I thought he had an all right start to the season. I know it lost in all the narrative of, you know, obviously he had a bad start in that game against Wolves and Mr. Penny against Villa. I thought in some of those early games, despite that, he, he did okay and was one of the players who did actually show for the ball and cared and put a lot of effort in. He massively, you know, uh, deteriorated as the season went on, and but, yeah, he probably deserved all the shit he got by the end of the season because he weren't giving a shit. I mean, some of the, you know, some of the clips we saw of him where he just gave up on things. Uh, I don't know why we were playing him after. You know, he clearly didn't want to be here from January, February when we were down. They should have just got him out of the team. Andrew, yeah, the, the definition of the, what I hate about modern football just awful. You know, the fact he had about 12 good games last season and that wanting away, thinking he could do better and earn more money uh, and, and never, ever reached those heights again or even got close to it. So, yeah, he can show for all he wants, but his attitude uh, to the club was appalling. He did all right. Yeah, E or F, it's fair enough. But when. Where do you think he'll end up, Mark? Well, do, you, do you think he'll get a move to a Premier League club, but not necessarily as a first team, as a squad player? Or what? what, what where do you see his uh, his next club being? I see him at a promoted team or a Palace or someone like that as a reserve player. Definitely, I, th- I think he'll. He's, he's got enough with his Lord Lundstrom bollocks and the fact that some idiot put him down as a defender on fantasy football, so he suddenly became like the best fantasy football player because his points were doubled and stuff. Um. His, his agent's going to play off the back of that and just present his highlights reel of him running around a bit. You know, because we, we said that at times you were playing for Optus stats, weren't he? Because I actually think first half of the season, well, certainly first third of the season, but possibly up to a half, 
it was comfortably our best midfielder. And that says more about the other lot, I think. Um, he was putting the effort in, he was showing for it. But then slowly, around the middle of the season onwards, it became a, an optus stat fest. He'd run just for the sake of it, but not put a tackle in. He'd do lots of little passes so his stats would get up. So, yes, his, his, his agent's going to go to someone, drop his optus stats on table, which have been compiled in a sweatshop in China by people counting passes. And by they, Andrew. And, and <laughs> yeah, and, and, and a 14-year-old David Beedon with a worn-out VHS. Um, um, and they're just going to say, look at him. Look look at his... Yeah, exactly. That's why it's constantly rewinding it and fast-forwarding it on a certain bit on the credits. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, I think he's going to find a club lower end of the Premiership. I would have thought, um, or he's going to end up somewhere like West Brom, who are going to turn out to be like a rival or something like that. Two or three years, he'll be back down League One, League Two, some of that tram era. Without a doubt. I, I think that's his level. I think his level is... I, I don't know, he's had a good season, hasn't he? I think his level is probably more championship and then tailing off as his, as his career goes on. But I think he's, <laughs> he'll, he'll somehow engineer a move. He'll somehow get a decent move. I don't think he's as young as you think he is either. Are you going to make an, make an age up? <laughs> I, I think, this is a good game, actually. Good game, good game. Uh, I'm going in it. Right, I'm going to Google it. You two don't. I'm going to go in. I think he's 28. Lower than a 27? 28, you say? You say 27. Higher or lower? Higher, Higher or, or lower. lower? I think he's probably lower than that. I think he's younger than you think. Oh, 27, 28. I don't know. I've just had 27. You can't have that. He's, he's 27. 18th yes. of February, 1994. Okay. Wonderful. Did even look that up? Going to get that move because it's his, you know, it's going to be the biggest move he ever gets, isn't it? So he's got to look yeah. after himself financially. Yeah, and you can't blame him for that. He turned down an offer, whether whether you agree with his reasons or not. I don't get all this bladey blade. Oh, he's turned us down, therefore I hate him, and he's, he should be executed, and all these things that people say on Twitter. Um, no, I think he got above his station a bit, Mark. Yeah. He did. He did, but but he, he had his reasons and he carried on playing. And to a point, I think he, he was trying, but he completely gave up sort of January onwards, I think. And at that point, they should have dropped him. Yes, yeah, some we'll, people are built we'll different. We'll move on. Sander Berg. Um, again, I've been, uh, you know, critical of, 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 of this lad, uh, calling him, you know, calling him out for the heart of a pea. Uh, you know, complimentary things like that. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a lovely footballer, lovely guy. You know, and he's obviously big on character. As this part proves, it doesn't matter what you like at football, as long as you smile and go shopping at Marks and Spencers, you're all right by him. But it's all about <laughs> football for me. Um, and did he do it? Did he do? Did he do enough? Did he, did he take over enough games? Even when he played okay in the season, there weren't loads of assists. There weren't those moments where you thought, wow. There's a couple of little bits and pieces, but we never won when he played. Our record was appalling with him. I mean, I gave him a C, which I think was too high. I think looking back, I think I think I gave him too high mark. But he was one of our better players early in the season, despite the bad form. Thoughts, Mark, on Sander Berg? Um, yeah, I think you've been extremely generous. Um, I think he looks like he's probably one of the best footballers we've had at the club in a long time. But the key thing in that sense is where he looks like. He's never really done it. He's, he's, he's sort of done that. He's run away from his marker a couple of times. He's made a couple of nice-looking passes. You just touched on it. He never did anything that contributed to anything. Did he score? Has he scored a penalty? 
Yeah, Liverpool. It's, it's, yeah, he scored a penalty. I don't think... as He's probably not made any assists that I can remember. Of. Remember he got at Chelsea, that little flick to McGoldrick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. But he's, not my many. point is... He made it, a few it, for them. West Brom had messed up away and things like that as well. Yeah, he's, he's not influenced games positively for us. He's not... He, he looks neat and tidy, but he's like a 6 out of 10 tops, even when he's doing that for me. He's... And he's not, he'd be lucky to get that. He just doesn't influence games. Um, yeah, so I think you're being quite kind on him. But where with regard, the future, Andrew, where, where do you see him, him going? Do you see, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a, you know, a biggish club taking a chance on him or, or spending 25 million on him? Yeah, I do. I think, well, I know that Arsenal are very closely linked with him, aren't they? I think he's got the attributes to do very well. He's got the physique, he's got the fitness, he's got the touch, the power. He's just heading. The worst header of all time. <laughs> like, it's Frankenstein when he jumps. But he's... Uh... What's that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. From bolts in his neck. It's a famous comment. Uh, uh, he's, he's my type Frankenstein were crap in the air. Get get it get him on low crosses. <laughs> He's dynamite. High balls. No chance. Bloody Jack. A type of player, but something not quite quite clicked with me and Sander. It's just a bit <laughs> Just a bit cold. It's a bit he, he was nice. always here to do so better club. He was always here to do better. He wanted to yeah. They're quickie with us, and then he go and get a long-term model girlfriend. And I'm not up for that. I want a long-term relationship with him. Final midfielder, because it's quite a small pool to pick from uh, in, in talent and numbers. Uh, uh, Benjamin Osborne, uh, lovely fella, great on the <laughs> socials. Trier, real trier, work hard, you know, um, Quality-wise, lacking. Did it well in that little little number ten role. Literally, little number ten role. Uh, I gave him a C minus, which probably is a bit harsh. He probably was a bit better than Berg. Um, so, which says he's our best midfielder of the season. Whether he's a midfielder or a utility man, but I like the guy. I think he's a grafter. I don't think he's a starter, but I think he's a solid squad player coming into a bit of a bit of a filling. <laughs> waiting for you. No, okay, I'll go then. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I, th- I, I, d- I disagree with your gradings. Uh, I think him and Berg should have been the other way around, at least. Yeah, um, uh, yeah he's, be- he's probably over the course of the season, like you said, the best midfielder. Um, lovely lad, lots of effort. At times, he's got a bit of quality, um, just not enough times. Um, yeah, can't, can't really fault him this season. Okay. Well, where do we see midfield next season? The midfield next season? Because, again, it depends on shape. We're going to play four, obviously, he's going to need wingers if he. You know, if he, if he, you know, changes that. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big one. I think I, I want to keep Fleck. I, I think despite his crap form this season, I, I, there's still a player in there, and I think he can be, you know, he can still influence things at this level. I think Norwood could still do a job now and again, but I think they need to bring two more in, at least in the central area, regardless of the shape. And they possibly need to bring some wide players in. They're going to probably lose. Well. Who's, who's going to go? So, so who would you? Who would, Berg's the obvious one. Do you just move him on, get your twenty-five million, whatever, and just just that's your, your big your big recoup of money? 
Yeah, if we can. I, I don't think he's going to want to play for us at championship level. Um, I think the Prince is going to be pushing for us to get some money somewhere. Because uh, we talk of one of the reasons Wilder went is because he got told he needed to raise 40 million or something. I don't know if that's bullshit, but, but I think it would work out for everyone if we just flogged him. Got got 20 odd, 30 million for him, moved him on, and, and then just keep the rest. His injury's done all right, isn't it? Because no one's going to really miss him, are they? We've not, we've not got an attachment to him, have we? Like some of the players, it's like, all right, 25 million for him. Great, go. Move on. I agree with that. I mean, there's a couple of players that might come back into the fold as young uh, Regan Slater. Uh, Luke Freeman, uh, Forrest have not have not kept. I, I don't see a future for him. He's another one, a bit like Fleck. I'm not sure he takes the game quite seriously enough. Look at his physique, injury record. Might seem harsh, but that's what I feel. And uh, there's the issue Mel Kulabali, who is at beer shot, and apparently we might be looking at to, to his, his work permit allows him to come back. There's some talk he might remain at beer shot. So you know, he, he looks like an athletic lad. Um, you know, do we, <laughs> do, do we do we bring him back into the fold? Well, I think we do because I didn't really know too much about him, but I read your report and it says, oh, what we're calling him, Ishmael Kulabali, only 20. The six-footed, powerful midfield. If he's got six feet, why would we not bring him? <laughs> hey, we all make mistakes. I didn't have anybody who was, uh, you know, cop- like checking my uh, copy before it was proofreading it. I just wanged it off. <laughs> I bet you did. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I I don't know. Cause they, were t- they bought him to keep him out of out of us for three years, didn't we? Because um, we're on sort of work permit rules, but now you're talking, you might be able to come sooner. So, I don't know. I want some pace. I want somebody who can drive with the ball, get us up the field, and actually not just kick it as soon as they get it. Like they literally won't move with the ball, like won't, won't dribble with it. I want somebody who can score some goals in midfield, can actually be a threat. You know, we're going to go in on the strikers shortly, but there's nothing from the midfield in terms of goal scoring or attacking thrust. Andrew? Yeah, word for word, Dave. I want athlete, an athlete who can drive through that midfield, beat the beat the last line and, and score double figures from midfield. Because they're your heroes. They're your Sheffield United heroes, especially if you do it in the Championship or Division 1, whatever it used to be called, or Division 2. Because... <laughs> <or> Division 3. <laughs> because the, the fact that... I do like the Championship as a blade, because... Your heroes, you keep, you, keep, yeah. you, you keep your heroes at championship level and you have a crack at the Premier League. If you if you perform well in the Premier League, you lose them. You lose them after... Sounds like a song, You Can Be Heroes, just at championship yeah. level. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it, needs a, it needs a rebrand in the midfield. It needs something happening to it. And uh, it just... Need something, Kenny. Well, the, the good thing is, if you know, uh, Berg's gonna go, Munster's Lund- gonna go, you've only really got Osborne's a bit of you know, uh, can play a few positions, you've only really got Fleck and Norwood. So, yeah, there's an argument you that's the that's the area where you're probably going to bring in you know, two or three players without a doubt. With some, you know, I want some, I want some youth and I want some enthusiasm in there, and I just think it's gone a bit staid and a bit, a bit, just a bit dull. Yep. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. Strikers. Need... We'll move on to strikers. I mean, obviously, there's a couple of young lads, and Dai, Brunt, Maguire, whether they're ready. I, I do think even Jefferson will, you know, will come on to, to sort some of the forwards. Uh, I, I'm not sure there's anyone that's you're going to think, oh, he's going to play a lot of games next season. It might be around to play the odd game. I think some will need perhaps loan spells, sort of League One, League, league Two. Uh, strikers, I'll start with the skipper, Billy Sharp. I gave a C minus two. Uh, I always thought he'd he put a graft in, he tried his best, but just not quite up to it. And when he wasn't scoring or looking a goal threat, there wasn't much of a of anything really there. And that's not his fault. That's just the type of player he is. Uh, Andrew, you another one that you absolutely hate, uh, Billy Sharp. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate him at all. I just, <laughs> I just think a lower Premier League team, you're not going to get much out of Sharp. And, I think it was proven. He scored a lot of penalties, but he didn't do much other than that. What I don't like is the bladey bladies. Uh, I just don't think he could, does anything wrong. And uh, I think he's just, he, he's all right. Yeah, C plus whatever. He did okay. But, Mark, do you, do you, what do you think he, his role will be next season? Because, you, you know, he's two years on from the Champions last year. He'll always score goals. He'll always score goals. But, you know, at some point, he's not going to play as much. And, You'd think next season he's, you know, you know he's gonna he might start the odd game, but do you, do you see him being here at Christmas or what his role is? Um, doing them soccer yeah. schools, I think. Um. <laughs> yes, I, I think if you do trim the forward line down, you've got three decent ones. I think Sharp's a lovely, a really nice fourth striker, isn't he? Just to come on and yeah. and nick a goal in the championship yeah. and and start some games. I've got no problem with that, but. Will he be happy with that? Will he be happy to be a you know a start five or six, seven, eight games, uh, you know, sub a few cup games? Do you think he'll be happy with that? I know it's his club, or is he going to want to play the last year or two of his career? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know because did, did Wilder did Wilder That's, ever you, pro- That's the point of the podcast. What's your answer? <laughs> did Wilder ever promise him games? I think Sharp's got this level of inner confidence that he thinks he could probably get in the team and stay in the team. So mm. he may think, if he gives me a contract, I'll go for it because I'll get in the team. Well, he's only got but, a year left, and I don't, I don't see him or McGoldrick. McGoldrick, they might give another year to after this, but I don't, I don't see them being it. That's the thing; those two, Basham, you know, people are saying, "Oh, you can't make those changes," but this, this squad is coming to the end of its cycle, you know, by by hook or crook, with the ages of some of the players and the main players and the drop off in form, you know, and that's why I'm a big fan of 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 you're gonna have to, you know, people. I see people starting lineups next season. There's like eight or nine players from the team that we've just gone down. It's like, no, not not for me. But he's yeah. gonna have his own ideas, isn't he? Old slab is going to bring in. He'll have earmarked a few of his. Is it, they're all the same, aren't they? You know, you know what Warnock's like. He phones Paddy Kenny as soon as he gets a new job, and you know he's going to have his same players. Any, he's going to have some people in mind who he's thinking he's going to bring in. Um, he's going to look at these players. He's going to see different things to what we see because he's going to be clean slate. Not think about what's gone before. Not think, oh, it's a blade. He's got to stay in. It's going to look a bit different. I think. I think. <laughs> First thing he's got to do is listen to this podcast. Um, I agree. Uh, I think in a way it's probably a bad thing that Fulham went down because if Fulham have, if Fulham would have stayed up, they'd have probably upgraded a few players. And Mitrovic would have probably come down a league. We could have got but, their drafts, is what you're saying, Andrew. Yeah, but 
now coming down to championship, they're probably not going to afford to upgrade and they'll keep what they've got and will not be able to Dwayne dip into Mitrovic it. And Carney and Mitrovic and even Sessi on at Spurs. I'm not sure. Dan Carney? Called, you know, the Dan Carney? Tom Carney. <laughs> Luke. Tom <laughs> Carney. Um, right, we'll move on to the other strikers. Um, a favourite of, of the Tufty Pub. Um, Oliver, no, David McGoldrick. Uh, I gave him a, a B. A, I gave him a, I gave him a B, actually, or B minus. That seems a bit harsh. I gave Ramsdale a B. Uh, Mark's huge fan, never sees any wrong in him. Um, I, I'm right in that I see a fantastic player who was our probably best outfield player. Um, but he did have some crap games where he did nothing, but he did have mostly decent games. Never hit. Love the fact he never hit. There's an argument he slows us down at times, even though for all these link play and stuff, he does slow us down a little bit. I'm playing a bit devil's advocate, but I love to watch him play. A delightful footballer, a great guy. Did see, we love you. Good night. Andrew. Yeah, lovely man. <laughs> lovely man. It's like you said earlier in the season, you just imagine him. Well, you didn't imagine him. You saw him sashaying around with a with a towel on and some flip flops on, weren't it? Uh, Some of the goal. shit we say on this podcast. And, and the thing is, what gets yeah. me is when you're not on it, you actually listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> eight league goals in a team that was so bad. It's a decent attempt for for United. I don't know of a, a Sheffield United Premier League player that's scored more than eight goals other than Dean. <laughs> Bryson, maybe. David, please help me. Uh, no, I think I think you're right. Right, we only had three Premier Leagues. Certainly, Hulls didn't get that many. I think maybe he got seven or eight. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the seasons before, I think even deep, well, two two seasons, weren't it? We had a, the Premier League. Might be your man, Nathan Blake. Yeah, right. Didn't score that many, did he? It was only in the Premier League for. A few games with it. Yeah. 47 goals, according to you. Where you <laughs> Didn't just Justin Flew get us, get us a, nearly that oh, six got, or seven? He got nothing. He, got nothing. he scored four uh, in Mark, about you're a big fan of McGoldrick, aren't you? Uh, I love the fact that he just doesn't hide. And uh, to me, I'd play him next. He's the, he starts and you have another striker either alongside him or he plays as a 10. But he's the starter next season. I think him and Ramsdale are the only two that can really come out of the season and say, actually, I did all right. Yeah. And we, we, you've said it about the not hiding thing. Um, there were two or three games at the end of the season where we, we said this on the pod each time, that it can be absolutely appalling. It can have an absolutely terrible half of football. Everything he tries goes to shit. Um, but he doesn't stop trying it. it it's, he'll still try and take someone on halfway line for no reason whatsoever. Still trying to... Uh, mince round three men uh, in his own half and you know he'll still keep trying them things and it'll come off and I can't what, which game were it Newcastle where he had an absolutely appalling first half and then yeah, we're yeah. out of this world second half and we, we, we mentioned it then that he just he just keeps trying he just keeps trying and you've mentioned it so, to watch him in his flip-flops and his dressing gown sashaying around the pitch and he's he's always been so important to how we play he just links everything together people say he slows it down but we slow it down anyway. Our midfield's pedestrian at best, isn't it? So um, he's just so important to how we play. Fantastic One of my favourite ever Blaze players to watch uh, in my lifetime. I just absolutely love watching him play. He's, you know, one of the few things last season I'd be like, just, you know, that's fantastic. You know, often went nowhere, but... Yeah. 
but he's, he had, I mean, he had a run of terrible games at times, didn't he? He had like games where you were probably giving him fours and fives and sixes, but he just he kept trying and he kept he came back. He weren't perfect this season, but he's he's he can always die. Great person as well. Yeah, you know, in it, he's just he just comes across as a really good guy. Not sounding in interviews. If you were a manager, Andrew, you, you're big on characters. I can I can see that. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't sign bad boys. Have you got anyone at your work that you know? Or do, you, do you look for that those personal characteristics in people? Yeah, I do. I like. <laughs> no, football's different, isn't it? I think uh, I'm just saying it. He seems a good guy. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. No we'll move quips. on. Uh, Oliver McBurney. Uh, I gave him an E minus. I remember two or three very good games out of the whole season. I remember him. Uh, I think at Liverpool he was really good. Uh, a couple of other games we played quite well, but the most part I thought it was a huge drop off. I thought he's. I don't even. So he put effort. I'm not even sure he did. He was misguided effort. Those stupid fouls he did just to prove his suit he was about. His touch weren't great. He didn't look a goal threat. He looked weak, slow. Injured a lot of the time, a bad season, uh, and he looked promising in that first season. You know, there were bits and pieces where I thought, "Oh, we got a player there." He looked raw, but there was something to work with. But he just didn't really offer anything this season. I was, he kept getting picked, even when he was fit, and I, I was surprised because I just don't think he wasn't even a threat. Um, bad, Mark. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I think you mentioned with the one game late start season. Leicester, where he kind of, it was the only, yeah, good, yeah, only on, one yeah. that actually did anything that game, and he, he really sort of tried to leave the line. Sandy kicking around in his kitchen, making a right row. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, Still doing it now. Um, just yeah, just apart from that one, maybe two or three other games, he's just been rubbish, and then he just doesn't help himself off off the pitch, does he? And I know Andy's got a lot to say about this, so like I said, I don't want to talk about it. I'll let him say it. Oliver he, yeah, he just needs he needs to sort his life out. He needs to. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does though. He, he he needs to. I don't know him. <laughs> but, Good job, he twat you on for what you're saying now, isn't he? You've watched football long enough. For you, you know this guy could probably do it, but he's more interested in all this other stuff. It's just he's at Wembley watching Swansea. Nothing wrong with that at all. Well, there clearly is, because you've said it. No, but he just adds up, doesn't it? Everything adds up. Like, get into your gym and do a Rocky Four montage and make yourself a good player again. And he doesn't. He's, he's, he's always getting distracted by stupid things. And pull your socks up and, and work hard. I think you've made a good point. Like, to me, this summer... Right, I've not. I've, I've fallen off. I cost money. Don't mean everything. But it cost a fair bit of money. Seventeen, eighty million. He's had a really bad season. Bit of a laughing stock with Scotland. The United fans don't particularly rate him now. We'll be quite glad to move him on. He's got to go away. Like I said, get in the gym and all this. When he jokes about, oh, I, I won't go in the gym. It's not for me. No, you need to get in the gym. You need to improve your upper body strength. You need to work on your power, your pace. Work on your game, literally flat out this summer. You need to take the game seriously and come back and say, right, I'm going to make that shirt mine. I'm going to partner Disney. Did, did, didn't say. Did, did start the season. And 
but I don't think he will. That's the thing. I don't think he'll do these things. I think you. I think you had it right. Then it would be a fairy tale for him. He would be partnering Disney because it's never going to happen, is it? Is is yeah. It, I've said it before. If he worked half as hard on his game as he works at being a, a tit in the stands, an idiot on social media, a UFC fan, and for UFC fan, by the way, them punches weren't very good, really. Um, I, I, I just just channel all that into your game. Yeah. Let's move on to another another star of the season, uh, Oliver Burke. Uh, we talked to him a bit. I, I thought he had a good start. And I thought he showed raw pace. I thought, oh, a, we've got a player here. And then I realised quite quickly one of the sort of issues was uh, he couldn't kick a football. <laughs> Essentially. I've never seen a footballer like him in 40 years <laughs> of watching football. A, I don't think that's a compliment either, is it? No, it isn't. It's just, I don't know how how a player of his ability can earn earn the transfer, gain the transfers that he's got. He's, he's just, he's a clown. <laughs> I, 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 I shouldn't be doing this because sometimes it's not nice to turn someone like, on, turn on someone like that, but some of the some of the stuff he does is like what what have you just done? Why have you done that? <laughs> just you mean rubbish. kicking the ball out, throwing three or four times, stumbling over the ball, forgetting the ball. He looks like he's he just literally someone said this is football. What you have to do is you have to kick it somewhere over there, and he's like, yep, yeah, got that. I'll have a go at that. That's what it looks like. But- One of them clipboard wankers has gone. Here's a goal. Here's a ball. You need to run with that towards it. And he's gone, I can do this. And he gets on the pitch. I think you're right in what you said. He gets on the pitch. He starts running. And then he goes, I'm, I'm doing this, aren't I? I'm do-. There was something else there. Weren't- oh, ball. That's it, the ball. And he's, he's run anti and he, the ball's just sort of drifted away from him. And he, he did that a few times, didn't he? When he'd just be, you think, we're in here. You know, it was, it, was, it was sort of one on two. And you thought, if he beats one of these men, he's, he's sort of in. And he'd sort of knock the ball. And he'd set off running and you think, like a bloody steam train, this lad. And then he'd sort of run the opposite way from the ball and then fall over and you just think, what's going on? He, he's one of those players, though, if he clicks and he does it next year, he'd be, he'd be phenomenal. He'd be a monster. But I didn't not, see it. He's not going to click, is it? I, I don't think so. No, it hasn't anywhere He's else. been at, what, five, six clubs? And he's what? What age are we going for for him? 22? 23. 24. Oh, get him off. 24. Did I get it right again? I'm winning this game. Can't we have this as a quiz? No, I guess the ages of Dragon footballers is not it's not gonna be uh, something that Dragon's Den are gonna be signing up. Dragon Elka's twenty one. I think. I think. Sorry, sorry, Dave. I just want to go on to no. this. Like, I think this is where Wilder got it wrong. Is like any money that he did have, he, he wasted it on British, British players. Where get yourself over to Egypt and go and get yourself a seven point five million pound striker from Cairo we- or or anywhere. We ought to send you on a scouting mission to Africa, didn't we? I think we've mentioned this before. We just get—I can see you dressed like sort of white linens, 
white trilby, like that baddie out of Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know what I mean? He's in them sort of linens and just sort of sashaying around the, um, Africa. Briefcase. Like. Yeah, nip, 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 to Senegal. Nip, of, nip uh, to nip, Congo nip, and get... a dossier. You'd have a dossier. Yeah. Dossier, yeah. Get yourself a powerful midfielder from Congo, a, a ratter from Egypt, you know, like... Love to. Bring her back on a boat. I've got these lads in, uh, Abdullah. Yeah. But so. you're right, yeah. It, it needs. It needed to look further afield because the money you had to spend on British players uh, and... What, what were you? We were like swapped for Robinson, effectively, what, weren't they? For Robinson. And Robinson, Robinson cost how much? All this, we should... Robinson, seven and a half million. But I don't think Robinson were the answer. Obviously, this guy's... What's the future for this guy? Well, he, I, he, didn't he play as a winger at West Brom? Um, and, and I actually said in the... And I said it tongue-in-cheek, but even tongue-in-cheek, it was so wrong. that um, I likened it to when um, Arsene Wenger bought Thierry Henry as a winger and converted <laughs> into a striker. And um, yeah, it didn't quite work out that way, did it? Um, but does Slav play wingers? Will he will he use him as a winger, or will he do what I would hope he the, does and just get rid of him? You, the problem you've got is he whatever position, whatever formation he plays, uh, he's utter shit and can't kick a ball. That's the problem. <laughs> there is I, that. I can't I can't see us moving him on though for anything like the money that we'd probably need for him. So he's probably going to have to. Play. Yeah. Who's going to have him? Who's going to have him? Nobody. We're stuck with him. We'll move on. Um, Rian Brewster. I gave him an F. Yeah. I don't know what. what uh, yeah. I mean, I was excited when we signed him. I thought young player looked looked good at Liverpool. On you know, as a youngster tearing up the young England squad, Swansea dynamite in the Championship for a spell. I thought, what a signing! What a coup! We've got this young up and coming talent. But at the time, I was like. No problems. Obviously, it's easy in you know, hindsight, so we should have got him on loan and tested the water. But at the time, I, I was pleased. I, I'd rather have done that than, yeah, you know, people talked about uh, Deeney and people like that and, and Welbeck. I, I thought, yeah, this is it. Building future. He, he, just, he just nothing worked for him. And he looks a long way short of the standard required, regardless of what we say about um, you know, how we played and confidence and stuff. He, he, he doesn't even do the basics very well. We saw Jefferson come in and do a lot more than him in, in, a, in a shorter uh, sample size. Uh, Andrew? <clears throat> I think I think the, the fallback is that he's had half a season of the championship where he did well. But if I'm just going to judge him on this season, then yeah, he can't score him any higher than an S because... How many games? 28, 29 games for us, no goals. is an appalling record, even if you're bottom of the league. And he didn't seem to even get in positions where he could, could get half a chance sometimes. So I think he tried too hard. It didn't work for him. He's a young lad in a really shocking team and it didn't work for him. I can't grade him any higher than what you've graded him as an F. But I do hope... Twenty-seven I ho- games. I hope that... He can revitalise himself in the summer, work with a new manager, and we could get some of his talent out. But the jury's out, definitely. I, I think that thing that worries me. I don't see. I don't see something where I think, oh, there's a bit of this, a bit of that. There's some raw ability. He, he struggles with the basics, for me, the movement, 
to get in right position, the work ethic. And unless you've got those things, you know, that that that's almost more of a worry than him not scoring goals. I could cope. Look at McGoldrick last season. He's not scoring. That's not great as a striker, certainly, but he's not even contributing anything to the team. Mark? No, he's an F. Write this season off, start again, see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. The the only other player we've we've got, uh, well, with Jefferson, I mean, I gave him a sort of C plus because I thought he had a promising two or three games. Really good at Everton. Not so much Newcastle. Okay against against uh, the final game against Burnley. Uh, Hackford played a bit, but the final player, uh, Lise Mousse, um the, the point <laughs> range you can score is is an F minus, and I I gave him that with uh, with with a with a big fat sticker on it. F minus. At an appalling season, through on and off the pitch, nothing went right for the guy. Didn't score, barely played, always injured, overweight, crashed his car, and you know, stupid stuff on social media, bloody pirates. Guy's a joke. Get rid. Anything to add, lads? There's a hero there, isn't there? If he does, if he does stay, where? Oh, oh no, it, I, I, 99.9% of me think he's going to go, he'll get sold, he'll be crap somewhere else. He might do well for a season or a month, but if he stays and he turns it around, there's something in him, isn't there? There's an ability in there that other players haven't got. It's just you don't see it very often, but I'd love him on to do day, well. On his day... In the Premier League last season, he was our best striker. You know, pace, power, looked unbelievable in that run, October to December. I didn't, never got fit and played four games, but even 45, 60 minutes, you were like, this guy, you know, when he was shrugging off Jones and, you know, some of the games he had, he was like, bloody hell, what a talent, you know. But ultimately, it's a bit like the thing about Fleck and stuff. You've got to take the game seriously. You, you talk about those players like Beckham and you know, people who used to train after training sessions and keep going back and stuff and doing stuff. He just looks like he just thinks training's done. I'm off to buy a big bag of multi-pack crisps, off to Chippy, and I'm just going to sit at home, you know, playing FIFA. Mark? What do you reckon his favourite crisps are? I reckon Monster Munch. No, I think he's more, I think he's more like, because like the, He'll go back to like old school stuff. So have like Lay's were only in France. They just eat bags and bags of Lay's, I think. Get as much salt in his blood as he can. Uh, what uh, would yeah, just... favourite least Moussa Chris. Oh god, he'd probably have some named after him. He's uh... <laughs> pirate ship, pirate snack. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. another another example of what, everything that's wrong with modern modern football. He's branding himself, and he's he's not even good enough. Not even good enough to be a pirate. Yeah. Bought the plank. Yeah, F, F minus. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd give him an unclassified if I could. Mark Tabson. Did his papers been ripped up and thrown away if he was sitting in his GCSE? I think he's got to be moved on. You know, even if there is that bit of talent, there's that talent there and stuff. He doesn't give a shit, and we need to we need to weed people like him out of the club. You know, to, to to kind of give us that fresh impetus, and they need to get what they can. Even if he's on loan to some French second division club. Get Mark, get him away from Sheffield, get him out of the club. Um, you know, we, we've got enough strikers, crap strikers, as it is. So, you know, I, I don't know next week. I still think for all the strikers we've got, we, we still need 
another striker. There's not somebody who I think he's going to get as loads of goals or going to make runs or, you know, McGoldrick's great at what he does, but there's lots of questions over all the other lads. Who would you start now? Your front two, say he plays two up front, let's say he's not playing McGoldrick in the hole. Who's your front two, Andrew, start August? Uh, McGoldrick and Rick Burney. You piss. Oh, I'll... I no, 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 yeah. no, no. Good game. <laughs> good game, good game. Uh, Mark, what would you what was your duo? Um this is embarrassing, but McGoldrick and Sharp. Oh for God's sake. It's it's literally it's literally <laughs> it's literally McGoldrick and one other, isn't it? And I think we need to get off to a good start. You you you've got to see what goes in pre season. But it's McGoldrick, and then they play him for a shirt preseason. You know, like Lundstrom had that preseason, didn't he? Before the first Premier League game, um, where he was nowhere near the squad. You, you, you think he's not even going to be in the squad come start a Premier League season? He had an amazing preseason. He won his place in midfield. He stayed there. He had a good season. So it's yeah, someone needs to do that up front. It's McGoldrick plus whoever has the best preseason. But I can see it being sharp. I'd I'd like it to be Brewster or someone new even, but. Yeah, it's McGoldrick in the middle for me. Yeah, I mean, I think you can move on one of... I mean, there's talk about McBurney with Wolves and Rangers. You know, if you could get 10 million quid for McBurney, I'd, I'd move him on. But I kind of agree with Andy. I'm taking the mickey, but I think McGoldrick and McBurney, you know, would probably be the ones that would get your goals and, and, and have a bit of a threat. I don't think Bruce has shown enough. Moose is going to move on Burks. Not good enough, you know. Big bench at McMurphy and Sharps just to be a bit part player. But I'd, ideally, I'd like to move three or four on and bring one in. But yeah. probably not going to move. Well, I'm I'm hoping McBurney's not here this next season, which is which is one of the reasons it don't even factor for me. I, I I think he's one of the ones where we probably do need to raise a bit of money because he's going to want to bring his own men in, and he's one of the few that we might actually still be able to recoup a bit of money on. And I quite happily see him go and he's one of the ones I'd sacrifice you know, we talked about sacrificing Berger I'd quite happily sacrifice him if we can get double figures for him I'd agree if you can move Berger on 25 McBurney 10 12 15 yeah one of the right backs you get a bit of money for who's you, paying you, who's paying 15 for McBurney nobody well he did yeah he scored eight eight goals in 75 games there's some falls in football. No one's paying. No one's paying that money for McBurney. Guarantee it. Right, but it we, we've got we've got McBurney next season, and he'll play first game of the season. Get that down. It's not that big a stretch, is it? Because he probably is the, one of the main strikers, and if if he's still at the club and fit, I'm take a punt. starting goal. Write that down. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, we're gonna do some quick awards. Snap Awards. Player of the season, Mark. Uh, Ramsdale. Andrew. Ramsdale. And I also said Ramsdale. Um, moment of the season or best performance of the season, Mark. Basham. Basham, West Brom. Okay. Yeah, oh, be best, a player or a team. Best individual, because moment of the season for me. It can be either. It can be either. Moment of the season with full-time whistle against Burnley at home. <laughs> um, but yeah, individual performance. I, yeah, individual performance. I'm right for me, or, or Jagielka at Man U. Um, but that, yeah, that Man U away for the actual performance of the season. Yeah, but yeah, I had uh, best best moment winning at Man U, and 
I like Jaggy Elka at Man U or Basham v West Brom as sort of individual displays. We didn't really have any goals of the season. There were two goals and eight strikes, but it's not really worth discussing. Who was your most improved player, Andrew? Is there one? There ain't one. Mark. How do you pick that? I, I, it's got to be like, you got to cheat, aren't you, in someone who's never played before, like I'd Jebison. Keep Brian. I'd keep yeah, Brian. like Jebison or Brian, cheating, basically. Ramsdale. Yeah, as the season went on, you, you know, you could argue that. Uh, biggest disappointment, Mark? Where do you start? Brewster. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, is it Brewster? Is it Stevens? Is it, I don't know. The, the, the drop-off in the midfield for me, actually. The fact yeah, that I, they I were so Stevens good. Tie, Stevens tied with Norwood because Fleck showed a few glimpses. Brewster wasn't here last season. Um, I, I just thought those two were terrible, Stevens and Norwood. Really bad. Andrew, anything different? Yeah, Bru- Brewster, definitely. The hype. And I was excited by the signing. Just didn't work out for the lad. And just, just finally, kind of things that you will miss about the Premier League. Um, are, there, are, there, are there anything you'd miss, Andrew, about the Premier League not being there? Uh, yeah, I, I like the hype. I like all the stuff surrounding it. I like the American fans and all that, the flames and all that. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, and and seeing good players at the at the lane, like. Championship. I don't, I don't. I don't even know who plays for some clubs. It's, they're all much of a muchness, aren't they? Mark, anything that you're going to miss? About I'm just being marvelling at his caveman attitude. I like players. <laughs> I like fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't I, know anyone at Championship. <laughs> who are they? Um, <laughs> I mean, from that first season, there's loads I'll miss. The way, you know, like when we took it by surprise and everyone were bumming us. Quite enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, what, what will I miss? I, the away trips are good. I know that doesn't apply to Andrew. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I suppose the fact that it's accessible, you can always find it. Like, if you want a dodgy stream, if you want to just find anything out, if you want some info, if you want to guess players' net, players' ages, um, information is just there you in can it. Do that, anyway, <laughs> it's just it's all there in it. One one thing I will say about United fans is that we loved it. Everyone loved it last year when everyone was, you know, talking about us. But you know, the fact that we had a bad season doesn't make the Premier League a bad league. It just means that we were shitting it, and you got to um, take you got to take the criticism that you get. You know. Premier League was great, and what's the point in playing football if you don't want to go up to the Premier League? Yeah, I, I, that's a point I really strongly agree with. I hate all this. Oh, I'm glad to be back at Championship. It's a proper league, and you know it's it's all high Premier. League. You you want to be the best, even there is all the money thing and all the annoying thing about VAR and the punditry and the stupid kickoff times and all that sort of stuff. It's surely where you want to, but you want to be the best you can at your you know at your game and. The fact that we've gone down should not be a good thing, I, I don't think. I think too many, like, we bail about or we, we're back playing, like, proper football. It's like, really? Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. The, for me, it's... I don't want to get all X-Facts on you, but it, it's it's 
it's half and half for me. It's about the journey. It's bullshit to say championships better. For me, the the best bit has been from halfway through the championship season to halfway into the first Premier League season. That sort of if you if you could pick a season, it's cheating. It's picking two halves of a season. That sort yeah. of transformation of pushing for going up, the excitement of that, and finally making it expectation going into the next season starting you know pretty well and then getting some really good results and building on it building on it pushing on pushing on for me that's that's what it's all about trying to get there and then sort of the start of being there that's that's what it's all about so yeah being a yo-yo club wouldn't be the worst thing and i think that's the problem isn't it unless you get big money like wolves did leicester did how are you going to take it on to that next level where you're going to come a solid top half premier league club and compete for the Cajun Europa League or FA Cup, it, it's really hard, isn't it? It's almost like that's the highest you're going to get. But then you're waiting for big investment or you're going to be a yo-yo Norwich club. And it, it's quite a sad existence, but I'd take that. football these I'd, days. I'd take the yo-yo club. I'd take trying to stay up for a season or two, dropping again. You know, like the sort of West Brom. Of you manage to stay in for a bit and then you, you have another go at it. Because like I've said, part of the fun is trying to get there and then trying, you know, cause you, that's where you want to be. You want to be in the Premier League for all this shit about, oh, we don't like it. We do. That's where you want to try and get to. One of my getting best there friend, is better than being there. One of my best friends is an Everton fan. And their existence is nothing more than hoping to finish fifth, sixth, seventh yeah. and eighth. Yeah. And they've never gone down. They've never gone up. They've never had a promotion. They've won the 95 FA Cup, fair enough, but they, they don't, they just exist. Well they just exist. The manager, you know, yeah. it's, where, where do you go? Like, and they're a club much bigger than us, and they've not really got yeah. any. How can they get higher? Yeah, they're filler, aren't they? And you've still got a generation of people at that club that knew Kendall's years, 85 to 90, and they still live on that. They, they have nothing. They're just cold and an ice-cold team. They'll never get anything. I'm really going in on them. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we should touch on, the, uh, touch on the new manager. We've not really mentioned that. Um, anyway, let's get again, back to Everton. Be... <laughs> <laughs> the Kendall Club. Um, Slavisa Johanovic, Johanovic, I'll say it right. Again, just good reaction. Naming his manager, Andrew, thoughts? Best appointment ever. Mark? Um, yeah, I mean, two promotions out of the division we're in. Comes with an air of positivity about him. Everyone's happy. It's Nigel Adkins all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to make a big call. This is a bit pre-season kind of negativity sort of thing. I don't think he'll be here in a year. <laughs> you said that about no, every manager you've ever appointed. I'm just saying it. I, I have a feeling that he'll realise the squad's ageing, not quite what it is. And I don't, even if he'll give him money, he'll give him insurances, I think he'll find he's probably not got the money he thought. It'll be a bit of a struggle. And I think he'll just bugger off uh, this time next year and they'll put Hecky in charge when we finish about 13, 14. Do you be default? No, I, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I, I think, you know, you look at the division, it's a, it is a weak division on paper. I know that's bullshit because you don't know what I was going to play out. But somebody made out in the day saying, we're, we're probably the biggest club in the championship. I know that thing about big clubs with crowds. And stuff. There's only really Forest and Derby, West Brom. Who else is there that you can say are, are a club of our size and stature with stability? And There isn't really. Irrelevant. There's bigger clubs than us in League One. No, no, 
no, I think I agree with that. But the, the, we they shouldn't. We should be really putting up a good fight to be top six next season and having a chance of getting back up. But something, something about things tells me it's not going to quite go. I think there's too much to change for the for the squad, the style, the manager, the ethos that the fans have been used to. They've not never had a foreign manager. I think they're going to struggle with Wilder's straightness against against this guy who's obviously different. I think they're all going to welcome him, but I, I'm not too sure. I, I, I think it's a great appointment, and it's what I would have done, but something tells me in my gut it's not going to quite go as well as, as we thought. Well, I think it's the best appointment we could have got with who's available that I know of anyway. No, it's not like I know every... It's not like I've got my football manager database out and looking at everyone who's available, but... as. Yeah, so from that point of view, it's the best. And also, you've got to then give some leeway to the board about, you know, you slagged them off saying they took too long. They probably had an eye on him, and it was under contract, wasn't he? So they couldn't really do anything about it until his contract were coming up. So, you know, you've got to give them a bit of leeway there as well. So they've done well to get who most people would have thought is the best possible sort of manager that's available. Uh, whether it's going to work or not, who knows? Because I've read something. I don't know too much about him beyond, you know, what he did before and then Watford. But apparently, even in those seasons, he starts starts really slowly. And that's where we struggle with Wilder. And I mean, not like Wilder's had lose two or three of the first games. Apparently, he takes like 10 games to get going. So, but yeah. Like get, John Fleck. Like John Fleck, yeah. So, if, if we fall into that trap, um, yeah, we're off to, if we get off to a bad start, it, it's the kind of thing you, you struggle to recover from if you're looking for a well, top we two can, finish. We can see how the summer plays out with, you know, ins and outs and talk about kind of where we're going to be. Uh, we, we might do a couple of specials over the summer. We're going to have a bit of a break. We need to recharge the batteries. We've worked really hard, haven't we, Andrew, with your two pods in a season. Um, so we'll, we'll have a break. Uh, we might do, say, do, do a few specials. A few people have talked about things. Still got to think about our name change. Do we change the name? Uh, do we keep the name? I, I'm more for keeping it, but whether, whether we think about that, we'll put some votes out. Um, yeah, and we've not mentioned Cobra Kai. F- favorite Cobra Kai moment, Mark, uh, of the whole series. Well, yeah, pick a moment. I did. I did get my gag spoiled because uh, as soon as I saw that they've just announced the fourth series around the time as we announced Jakanovic, um, and I think it was um, who was it on Twitter basically stole my thunder and said, "I can say Web Thing is going to say it now that big news this week: Cobra Kai is coming back for a fourth series." I think it were Mister Glacier Hernandez that spoiled my joke. So. Um, for me, yeah, just four series coming back. It's up there with the new season coming. <laughs> yeah. We'll all remember that giant cock on the Russo's billboard. <laughs> That's the endearing feature, which sums up, symbolises our season, really. It does, doesn't it? Just a massive cock drawn any, on Any Any final final thoughts? We, we have gone on a bit, a bit of a rambler, but we wanted, to, we wanted to kind of just finish off this season. It's gone, done. We'll have a break, come back. Uh, Andrew? Final thoughts on 2021 and anything? Uh, no, we all, de- <laughs> we all deserve a bit of a better time, don't we? I remember this time last year we were doing pod after pod, a Leicester special and the other specials, Warnock special, thinking that we probably only had another few months of this stuff and we're still in it. So I'm not that fussed of football anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing next season? Then a cheese podcast? Or I'd rather talk about Britpop for about three hours. Okay, but I don't. I don't know whether we get the listeners. We can see if we can put something together. Maybe a Britpop 
laced him with a, a, a 94-95 description of Bassett to Kendall transition versus sleep of the echo belly type. Why don't we, why, seriously, why don't we do that? Because I well, think you, say, you say that, Trey the Blade has said, if you run out of things to say, because we, we said we're recording, um, why, why don't you um, do something like if Sheffield United players were a film, who, who, would, who would play them or whatever? So people are baying for this sort of content. Clearly one person, Trey the Blade. Um, <laughs> But yeah, pop culture meets Sheffield United. You could do a bit like what Blade would do with like almost a season review, but talk about some of the music at the time and, and sort of you know intersperse that something like that. The rock and goal years, basically ripping <laughs> yeah, off a crap ITV program. From... <laughs> the rock and goal years, yeah, we could yeah. maybe do that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's uh, hopefully the next time we meet. I'm 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 bigging myself up here because you might be you can fuck off. We we will start carry on doing it on Zoom, but. Maybe we might actually uh, meet each other in person, possibly. Back oh, to yeah. one of our. <laughs> you don't want to meet me. Might catch some off you, scruffy bastard. No, I'll meet you. Yeah, picture we'll house, double jabbed, yeah. Abbeydale Road Mile. <laughs> Sound. Hopefully, we won't bump into uh, McBurney and uh, Moose. <laughs> You'll be there, won't you? Saying, "Come and have a picture, at least." I've always yeah. rated you. Have a selfie <laughs> with your crisps. Aren't you, your that bloke, aren't you that bloke who turns up twice a year, but only does it slag me off? <laughs> you got a lot in common, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Right, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a day. Yeah, That's I think nice. we all need a well, week. It's good that you've come in and you're calling this shot. <laughs> right. Uh, enjoyed that, lads. Uh, really good talking about how shit we've been for a year. Yeah, me too. Let's hope we can talk about how mediocre we are next year rather than shit. Promotion next year, lads. Good luck. Cheers. No, no. <laughs>